This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. The title of the book alone is intriguing, and I wasn't disappointed by the interview. Doug Beaumont, author of With One Accord, Affirming Catholic Teaching Using Protestant Principles, is a convert to the faith, and he tells his story of what made him decide to become Catholic. Doug answers a lot of questions in his book on the whys behind the church's teachings and what being Catholic now means to him. Pay special attention to his words on sacred scripture here. Really good stuff. Here it is, my conversation with Doug Beaumont. Hi, Doug. Good morning, John. How you doing? Doing just fine. You're a convert to the faith. I am. What's your yeah, story? About six years ago. Uh, the story on that was that I was uh, evangelical for a couple of decades and ended up out in North Carolina teaching at a seminary. And as I was pursuing my doctoral studies, I started looking deeper into issues about like the canon of Scripture and how we interpret it. And I kept running up against this thing called the Catholic Church. <laughs> I uh, eventually decided I needed to be a part of it. And uh, you, did you go in kicking and screaming? I mean, did someone else kind of help you, mentor you along the way? Yeah, there were a number of people. Um, uh, Scott Hahn actually was was very helpful in a number of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin Rose, who's uh, written a couple of books himself, uh, was very uh, helpful in kind of holding my hand through some of the harder times. Um yeah, it wasn't something that I ever really thought was on the table, but as I started to explore more and more and see that, you know what, this is actually more of the fulfillment of many of the things that I already believe, um, I just found myself really being uh, kind of pushed and drawn at the same time uh, back into the communion with the Church. Where does the title come from? Uh, that comes from a verse in the Bible, uh, Acts one fourteen. It, it talks about the early Church and about how all of these different people were working together with one accord uh, to kind of get started building the kingdom of God. And um, my editor actually suggested the title, and I really liked the idea because um, although we are divided now, there was a time where even Christians who disagreed were able to work together for quite a number of things and find a way through their disagreements. And I'm hoping that this book will uh, kind of move the ball down the field a bit uh, when it comes to Catholic-Protestant relationships and also, just how to talk to each other so that we don't sound quite so strange to each other. You open the book by saying Catholicism is weird. I love it. <laughs> yeah, as I was uh, making my journey in, I started noticing that, you know, a lot of the things that I didn't like about Catholicism were really more of a knee-jerk reaction and not a really settled, um, principled approach to our differences. And it occurred to me that, you know, there's a lot of things as Christians I already believe that most people would think are pretty strange. I mean, we have a God that's three in one, and we have this man who's also God, and talking donkeys and snakes, and, you know, (laughs) any Christian's going to sound pretty strange, you know, to someone that doesn't believe the way they believe. And, And I started to see that I think Catholicism isn't really that much different. It just has a different set of weird things that uh, Protestants don't happen to accept. But in principle, we're kind of all on the same playing field. What, uh, what are the Protestant principles, or maybe one or two, maybe three if we have time, that, uh, that kind of affirm us in our faith as Catholics? Well, I, I was surprised to discover that um, 
as I was struggling with some of the some of the more difficult disagreements that are standard you know disagreements between Protestants and Catholics, that often it wasn't necessarily a Bible proof text or some really sophisticated philosophical argument that convinced me that I could go there with them, but rather it was just seen that behind the particular disagreements there was some kind of principle that we could both agree on. So, for example, the Catholic trust in the Church is problematic for a lot of Protestants because we, we feel like, okay, there's this Church out there, it's full of people that can make mistakes, so how could we ever trust it the way we trust the Bible? But, you know, then one day I realized that, you know, the table of contents of my Bible is itself a product of the Church. You know, this isn't a divinely inspired page in the Bible, and yet in some respects it's the most important page in the Bible, because it's telling me what books God actually inspired. And so if I can't trust the Church to have figured that part out, well, then that lack of trust could transfer to the Bible itself. And so um, when we also look at the orthodox interpretation of Scripture, you know, the Trinitarian and, and how the Incarnation is supposed to play out and these sorts of things. What I started to realize was that at a certain level, even as a Protestant, I was trusting the Church with extremely important um, facets of my faith, even though I was kind of ignoring it. And so I think that that alone is, is a huge step forward for people that are, are looking to see whether or not they, too, can trust the Church for other things. Was Mary something that came difficult for you, or was that something that you just kind of uh, got right away when you converted? Yeah, yeah, Mary was probably—I I would say I had about a, a standard level of discomfort with some of the Marian uh, doctrines. It wasn't so much the assumption or— uh, her not having other kids and these sorts of things, but it, it was just it was just the devotion that I thought um, Catholics were giving to Mary that I thought was just completely disproportionate to what they should be giving to God. And of course, you know, you, you, if a Protestant goes to a Catholic church, they're going to see statues. They're going to be seeing people, you know, bringing flowers to the statue and praying before it. And it, it's it's hard not to have visions of Daniel and his um, friends, you know, denying Nebuchadnezzar worship of a statue. Um, and, and you see that, and you think, oh my gosh, these guys are idolaters. Um, but one of the things that helped me was considering the fact that, you know, every Christmas season, my church had statues of Mary, mm. <laughs> you know, right there in the sanctuary. And, you know, we weren't, you know, bowing before it. But if you combine the idea that, okay, first of all, it must be okay to have statues of Joseph and Mary and other people in the church, because Protestants do that seasonally, at least, if not all the time, um, but also, we, we also treat images of people often the way that we treat people. You know, you, you give a kiss to a photograph or something like that, and nobody thinks that you're worshiping paper or in love with paper when you, you know, kiss a picture of your spouse. Um, all of these things are, are fairly common human experiences, even, even for Protestants. And when you put them all together, you can kind of weave together a narrative of what Catholics are doing in church that doesn't sound like Daniel <laughs> and what his friends did, but really sounds more like what the average Protestant would be comfortable doing. I mean, it sounds like to me, uh, and when, when someone writes a book like this, you've got people in mind you're writing to. Sure, yeah, and, and I think initially there was a part of me that wanted to write an apologetics book, because mm -hmm. that's kind of my background, and you know, I, I, it's, it's hard for me not to kind of jump into the fight when it comes to religious things. But as I worked with Todd over at Catholic Answers and, and we started thinking through things, I realized, you know, this is a book that I want a Catholic to be able to read 
and really understand their Protestant person that they're talking to. But at the same time, for someone that isn't going to read the book and go out and try to, you know, evangelize for Catholicism, I'd also like them to be able to hand somebody the book. Say, here, you know what, we, we're having some very strong disagreements here. Here's a book I think you should read. And I wanted a Protestant to be able to read the book and not feel attacked and not feel vilified or, you know, stupid or anything else, but the way a lot of times I think apologetics goes too far. And rather just say, look, you know, here is a way for us to talk so that we can get some of the disagreements out of the way and get deeper into the meat of the issue quicker so that if we're really interested in having a conversation about these things, we're going to get a lot farther a lot faster if you kind of understand where I'm coming from and I can understand where you're coming from, and then we can focus on what we really disagree on. Where can people get the book? Uh, you can go to shop.catholic.com or just go to Amazon or any other you know fine Catholic bookseller. Doug Beaumont. Doug, great job, man. I, I'm looking forward to this book. Thanks a lot. I am, too. I don't have my copy yet, so I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing how it turned out. <laughs> God bless you, brother. That's Doug Beaumont, everyone. So there you have it, friends. You just don't have to be a convert to relate to what Doug was saying. What I find most interesting, though, is Doug wasn't asking questions for the sake of asking questions. He went on a search for what is true and didn't stop until he found it. Big thanks to Doug Beaumont, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, reminding your friends to take part in the show. Visit yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Leonetti signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.